This is a Tech Briefs Media Group podcast. After 2013 wildfire led to the loss of 19 elite Arizona firefighters, Langley Research Center engineers, including Walt Bruce and Anthony Calamino, worked with the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Forest Service to see how NASA's spacecraft thermal protection system could be used to create new emergency fire shelters on Earth. As part of our monthly Who's Who at NASA podcast series, we spoke with Walt Bruce and Anthony Calamino about their collaboration. So uh, NASA Langley uh, worked with the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Forest Service uh, to see how its thermal protection system could be used to help firefighters. Uh, can you talk about how this connection started? Uh, I'm actually the one that started the connection. We were um, basically emotionally touched by the loss of uh, 19 firefighters in Arizona. And uh, we had thought for a while that the flexible TPS technology that we had been developing could eventually be used for other commercial applications. Uh, And so we were a little more accelerated in looking for that potential than what we thought we would be, but we also thought that there was an opportunity. So uh, we started to look at the individuals that were involved in the investigation, uh, looking at some news articles. We gleaned a couple of names from the news articles and uh, identified Tony Pirelli as principally the individual that that seemed to be a a focal point, and I sent an email to him. And after a brief period of time, Tony got back with me, called me on the phone, and uh, we started to chit-chat from there, and, and from there it turned into a collaborative effort. So what was the thermal protection system um, initially designed to do, just to kind of set the stage for us? Uh, Initially, the thermal protection system for NASA's uses is to protect inflatable um, entry vehicles that we're developing for exploring Mars. Actually, these are are going to be the the primary EDL architecture for delivering uh, the kinds of hardware and support systems that we need to support, to have uh, human exploration of Mars. And so how can this be used, this technology, to help firefighters? Okay, well, why don't you take over from there? Yeah, so um, there's a lot of similarities between the heat shields that we have to develop, you know, to bring a, a spacecraft safely through the atmosphere. Um, it has to be able to handle the, the high temperature heat loads. Um, and, and protect the underlying spacecraft. Well, it's somewhat very similar to the fire shelters uh, where they're trying to protect the firefighter inside from the extreme temperatures outside, you know, from the, from the fire itself. Um, also, the fire shelters have to be packed up, uh, which means it has to be a very flexible uh, type of um, heat shield protection material. Um, it also has to be lightweight and of a small volume. We have the same criteria with our heat shields. Um, so when we saw that, we, you know, we thought this might be a good marriage here. Our heat shields are slightly higher uh, temperature rating or heat flux, you might say. Um, and ours are a little bit thicker and heavier than you might need for the fire shelter. And so that's how we got involved and we started looking at that, saying, could our technology be applicable um, to a fire shelter, and we started doing some preliminary testing and looking at it, and we came to the conclusion that yes, it could, and we have a lot of good technology that looks like it would be 
transferable um, to the fire shelter system. And what kinds of tests have been done? Can you take us through the testing process and what that was like? Yeah, so first we started with um, small-scale um, coupon testing. Uh, first we started reviewing the materials. We looked at our system that we're using for the heat shield, their temperature capabilities, what materials we thought we could use from our heat shields, you know, that might be applicable here. And then we started looking at uh, other systems of materials that might perform better in this different temperature regime. And so we, um, you know, combing through databases of materials and what's commercially available, started pulling in lots of um, different samples of materials. And then we developed a small uh, test rig using something very similar to like a Bunsen burner. Um, and we, we started um, evaluating like like four inch by four inch type samples um, of these different material layups and seeing how they perform. So we'd measure the temperature on the back side and we'd put the flame on the front side and of a and we'd calibrate the flame so we knew what the heat flux was and match it to what a fire would be. Um, and the Forestry Service had some standards for testing this also that we were trying to mimic. So we started doing these four by four samples and we started looking at lots of material layups and we started balancing the thermal response, meaning the temperature versus time on the backside where the firefighter would be, versus the thickness of the layup and um, also the mass of the layup. So we're trying to make this thing as thin as possible and as light as possible to give it the best insulative performance. So with the, the heating on the outside, it takes the longest amount of time to warm up to a certain temperature on the backside. So uh, what's left to test? What's next? And, and when will we see this in the field, do you think? So that's where we're going now. We're going to the next step. So we've determined a, a several, actually, different layups, a, a very thin, lightweight one that doesn't have you know, as good a thermal performance, a medium type of weight and volume one that has better thermal performance. And then what we might call, you know, a thicker, heavier, slightly heavier one that has better thermal performance. So we've taken these three layups and we've applied them to the current design that the uh, Forestry Service uses with their fire shelters. So basically we've gone in and replaced the material system but kept their overall design of the fire shelter. Then in addition to that, we've gone in, uh, we've looked at could we improve the design of the fire shelter itself? And we've come up with some concepts, and so we've come up with a, a slightly different design where instead of laying prone on the ground, you might curl up more like um, in the fetal position or something. Um, so now we have, um, in conjunction with um, a partner in industry and also with the forestry service, have fabricated 12 full-scale shelters that we are going to be taking next week um, to a live fire test in conjunction with the U.S. Forestry Service and the Canadian Forestry Service where we will deploy our tents out in the forest and they will set intentional forest fires and let them burn over our structures and tents and we'll get lots of data from that. Um, they have cameras set up so we'll get visual data uh, we'll get temperature performance data where we've instrumented the layups um, at different locations outside, inside, um, and through the thickness, and we'll get temperature measurements, so temperature versus time performance. 
We'll also measure the temperature of the air inside of the shelter. We also have heat flux gauges outside and inside of the shelter itself to measure, um, you know, the, the, the energy transfer. Um, and we'll also have a camera inside of the shelter itself so we can see how it performs. Like I said, well, this is going to be happening over the next two weeks. And so we'll take this full-scale data and we can come back here and start evaluating that. And then what we're going to start doing is looking at the second generation. How can we improve this? Can we make it better? Can we make it lighter? Can we make it thinner? Can we improve the thermal performance um, you know, based upon this full-scale data? And then we'll go back to our smaller samples, and then we'll probably make um, some more full-scale shelter um, tents, and we'll test those in a... Uh, full-scale test rig that the University of Alberta and Edmonton, Canada has. What do you think are the biggest, is the biggest challenge for you or challenges of building these fire shelters? Yeah, so we know we can meet the heat flux requirement. And, you know, we know we can handle the temperatures because our um, heat shields that we're designing, like I mentioned earlier, perform at higher temperature and higher heat flux. The real challenge is to get this down to a small enough packed volume, meaning thin enough and light enough that the firefighter uh, would carry them. So I think right now the, the current shelter, help me here, Anthony, is slightly under five pounds. Well, the metric we have, which is kind of interesting, is it's about the same volume or size as a half gallon of milk, and it's about the same weight. I want. I just want to add one other metric to that because I think it's important, and we're kind of we've we've put this off as long as we can, and that's we we have to get in we have to get into a cost metric for the Forester Service as well. You know, this is a, it's one thing to develop materials to protect the spacecraft, but economy of scale uh, in terms of developing a protective shield for firefighters, it's. We need to get back down into a cost metric that, that's going to work for the forestry service. So that's a challenge as well. How important is it for both of you to be thinking about Earth applications uh, for NASA's space technologies? Is that something that you're always keeping in the, in the, in the back of your mind? I think that's one of NASA, NASA's goals or mission statements, right, to improve life here on Earth. And if we can use, um, you know, some space or aerospace type of technology to, you know, help people here, which this is a tremendous application for that, you know, if we can um, help improve the safety for our firefighters, you know, I think that's, that's a tremendous goal.